a cashless society, a prelude to the mark of the beast. Is plant food destroying the planet? According to some, Christians have damaged brains and the fight to control Americans is intentional and part of a broader global governing scheme. We'll analyze these events from a prophetic perspective on today's edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. You know, I was telling our production crew just before going on the air that I had so much content that I could have went through today. I wish we had hours and hours of this because I had to cut out so many articles and different so much information because there's no way we would get it done in this short 58-plus minutes. So I'll get to as much as we can today. Because it's all prophetic. It's pointing us towards the second coming of Jesus Christ and the establishment of God's kingdom here on the earth. That's where we're all headed, everyone. Everybody everybody listening to me, regardless of what you do for a living or whether you're a stay-at-home mom or dad or your education, how much money you got in the bank, every single person listening to me, we're all getting ready to face Jesus and look him in the eye. The Bible says, Revelation 1-7, all, every eye shall behold him. And so that's where we're headed. And there are so many events that are letting us know we're just prior to that event occurring. So, Revelation chapter 13, verse 16 through 18. I'm going to read from the New King James Version. The Bible says, He causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. You know, no matter where you go, I mean, I I can talk to people overseas And they all recognize that number 666 as the mark of the beast or the devil's number. I've heard all kinds of um, definitions for it or people's interpretation. But everybody knows there's something about a mark or something that's going to happen in the end time. We're watching things like that happening right now. In, In the end time, economic control, which is what this verse is referring to, will be used to force every the citizens of the world, to comply with the dictates of the Antichrist and his one world government. The plan's going to be to give everyone on earth their own unique identification number that will be used uh, to, it's going to be necessary for them to function in society. We all live by numbers right now. So this has been happening for decades. 
But there are things right now that are really coming down to like a funnel here. If any individual does not submit, obey, or, or um, pledge allegiance, thereby worshiping the Antichrist and his supreme authority, that person's number will be invalidated. They'll not be permitted to hold a job or participate in the economy. Try to function in society as a productive member of society right now without your social security number. It is impossible. You say, well, I'm going to just function on a cash basis. And no, if you're going to get any kind of a loan, if you're going to get to, if, to do your taxes, have a job, anything, if you're going to function in society, in America, you have to have a social security number. Unless you're going to plan on living off the grid or something like that. Now, this individual sanctioning system will require everyone to be participants in a digital society. That's where all of this is headed. Hence the current efforts to continue to transition the population away from cash. There, is, there are huge efforts in America right now and around the world, not just America, to move us off of a cashless-based society onto a digital platform. A cashless society, it kind of sounds like a great idea. If I knew it didn't know anything about the Bible, cashless doesn't sound so bad. Uh, because I, I mainly function in a cashless society now. I use debit cards, and if I have to lease a car or something like that, we might use a credit card. But I use my debit card for almost every purchase. Now, proponents say that a cashless society would make our lives easier, cut down on the illegal drug trade, or even help eliminate poverty. Even though this idea kind of sounds good, moving to a completely cashless society is a threat to our freedom, which obviously is the most valuable ideal in the United States and around the world. It's common knowledge that most people use cash rarely now, and they choose the, the credit card or the debiting and, and you know to pay for their groceries, their bills, and just about every, every other transaction. Most people do not carry lots of cash on them. And of course, this trend is amplified to a greater degree in the last couple years due to the pandemic. And we have seen stores refuse to take cash to combat the, the remember the, um, the coin shortage. Boy, what propaganda that was. Or even to eliminate the potential for passing the virus from one hand to another. I mean, it got completely crazy after a while. But even now, uh, President Biden supposedly has COVID and he's been vaccinated four times. Think about that. Boy, the vaccine was the savior of the world at that point, right? But there are many people that have been vaccinated that are getting the COVID. That are getting COVID. Uh, it was just a, it was total, uh, it was a joke, really. But think about this. The term cashless society. It's not just referring to using solely credit cards to pay for goods and services. That is a common misconception. 
A truly cashless society forces everyone onto the electronic banking system as each person would be forced to use an account to store their monetary funds. So the banks, the International Monetary Fund, I mean, it's all connected. The Federal Reserve, they would all know what you have in the bank once it all went electronic. And so it's something we're hap- that is happening right now. I mean, it, it, it's, um, it's almost being forced upon us. And do we have a choice? Well, we'll talk about that more when we get back, how it's being implemented, not just in the United States, but around the world. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800 Time. That's 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. So welcome back, everybody. And I wanted to let you know, they were mentioning there on the commercial about conferences. I have a conference. Matter of fact, I'm booked up every weekend until November. We'll be, me and my wife will be traveling. If you'd like to know where we're going next, this weekend we'll be in Marrero, Louisiana, uh, August 6th and the 7th. Saturday night, August 6th at 6 to 8 p.m. I'll be teaching the Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom. You definitely will want to be there and listen to that. And on Sunday from uh, August 7th, 9.30 a.m., 11.30 a.m., I'll be teaching Breaking Prophetic Fulfillments. We'll have a, if we have time, we'll have do a Q&A session. I'll be at the First Pentecostal Church, West Bank, 3200 Ames Boulevard in Marrero, Louisiana. All the information is on our website, the maps, how to get there, the, the um, phone numbers and everything. And we always have a, a great crowd. 
in Marrero. And so I look forward to seeing you guys down there this weekend. And if you'd like to know of the upcoming conferences, we're going to be in Minnesota. We're going to be all over the place. Uh, again, we're going, to, uh, we're going to be gone every weekend except Labor Day until November. So looking forward to seeing you guys all over the United States. Go to endtime.com, events, and then conferences. Check it out. Now, think about this. Now, I, I know people, when we get into this uh, Mark of the Beast type situation, start talking about cashless societies and everything, a lot of people would say, well, that, that's, you know, that's uh, sci-fi you know, scare tactics. You're trying to just um, sensationalize everything. No, no, listen to this. I'm not sensationalizing anything. This is happening. Cashless societies. Imagine if stores, small businesses, banks, and utilities refuse to accept cash. You say, well, that's, not, that's never going to happen. Listen. Go to an Admirals Club at the airport right now. Go to an American Airlines Admirals Club. They do not take cash. You want to buy a sandwich, you want to buy a a soft drink or something, they will not take your cash. Buy a salad, they won't do it. No cash. There are many stores, more and more now, that will not accept cash. And I was uh, standing at um, a dealership here a while back, waiting on my vehicle to be serviced, somebody called in and I was happened to be standing right at the service desk and somebody called the lady and said, do you accept cash? And the lady said, well, of course we accept cash. She hung up the phone and she goes, Mark of the Beast. And I said, how much do you know about the Mark of the Beast? She goes, oh, I know a lot. She said, I used to listen to this program called Politics and Religion years ago and this guy named uh, this guy used to uh, talk, t- teach us about the mark of the beast. And I said, Are you, do you mean Irvin Baxter? And the lady said, yeah. And I said, well, that's my father-in-law. I said, now I host a program and it's called End of the Age. And she was like, you mean you guys are still on the air? I said, yeah, we've been on the air since 98 here in the Dallas area. And so we're all over the United States now, but she was blown away. But she knew what the prophecy said. So there are stores, many stores, that do not accept cash now. And so those who desire to live off the grid or to simply not be tracked by Big Brother, they would not have a method to pay for products, services, or even health care-related costs, doctors or an emergency room, if there were no cash. Think about that. And and again, people have told me that that's never going to happen. Okay. But there are already stores, many, many, there are more and more all the time, that are not taking cash. As the more we travel, the more I run into it. So, why? That's the question. It's not about a better banking system or, you know, the banks doing this just for the benefit of the customer. Come on. It's all about controlling society. Many people would say, hey, I'm, I'm okay not using cash, and I don't use cash a lot, but I want the option to always be there. Many would say, I'm okay with not using cash. I, you know, I, I don't have anything to hide. It won't affect me. Well, that's really a naive statement. Because when you are not able to control your own privacy and unable to have physical control of your own money, you're allowing someone else 
to control your freedoms. A cashless society affects every single person because in a fully digital monetary system, any transaction can be controlled by the click, just a click of a button. A a click of the button on your computer. It's all about who has that power. Generally, uh, banks have become a trusted resource for holding cash, but there are still those people that want to keep a physical currency under their mattress, right? Just for a rainy day, in case there's a run on the banks or something like that. If as a society we give up cash, then in a sense we are at the mercy of the company or the entity that is holding our so-called money, right? Now, with that said, let me give you an example of how this is playing out in our world. The Zero Hedge just ran an article. Israel's war on cash is about to get more drastic. I'm going to talk to you about Israel, but this is not just Israel, folks. This is most nations around the world. I've told you about the Bank for International Settlements that has said, they put out a report, 90% of the central banks around the world, this is Israel's central bank is mainly what I'm going to talk about, but 90% of the central banks around the world are looking into or rolling out a central bank digital currency, trying to move us off of cash. I've read articles that say, well, we're not going to give up cash. We just wanted to give people an option. Don't fool yourself. If these central bank digital currencies come out, they will be trying to move heaven and earth to get us off of cash. And they're already doing it, really. The United Nations has the Better Than Cash Alliance. It's the United Nations effort to work with governments and different um, entities around the world to move them off of cash. So, what's happening? Well, starting today, August 1st, it's going to be a criminal offense in Israel to pay more than the equivalent of $1,700 in cash to a business or $4,360 in cash to an individual as the government intensifies its ongoing war on tangible money. Now imagine the government telling you as a United States citizen, you cannot pay a a company more than $1,400 in dollar bills. And you cannot pay a friend of yours that you bought a lawnmower off of more than $4,300 and some dollars. Imagine your government telling you that. That starts today, August 1st, in Israel. And really, it's a war that began in earnest with the 2018 passage of the Law for the Reduction in Use of Cash in Israel. Israeli businesses and individuals began facing these limits on cash transactions in January of 2019. But today, those limits are being slashed nearly in half. And Tamar Braca, she has said that we want the public to reduce, she's telling you straight up, we want the public to reduce the use of cash money. Uh, Tamar Braca, she's responsible for carrying out the laws for Israel's tax authority. And so she's told us straight up, here's what, you, here's what we want to happen. We want the public to quit using cash. So, next, Israel's finance ministry plans to deliver a proposal to 
the parliament to criminalize the mere possession of cash exceeding a certain sum. So just for you, for me to want to put enough money in a, my dresser drawer, wherever, over X amount, they're trying to criminalize that in Israel. One version of that proposal set the possession cap at a shekel equivalent of $14,700. So they're trying to pass a law in Israel where a person cannot have more than $14,700 U.S. dollars in, in shekels in their possession, or it would be illegal. Now think about that. That seems like a few years ago, that would have thought, everybody would have thought, that's never going to happen. Maybe hundreds of years from now, when things get really bad, right? But folks, this, hap- this began today. These limits on these different things and... They're trying to pass a law where you can only have so much cash on hand or it's a criminal offense. These limits like Israel's are, they're just one way to to work toward de-caching a population. A, A 2017 International Monetary Fund paper outlined other tactics, including abolishing large denomination bills like India did. Uh, when uh, Modi, he come in and, and said that, I think it was the, the 1,000 ruble and the 500 ruble, that they were no more valid. They, 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 just, they don't exist anymore. They're not worth anything. And people started clamoring, what are we going to do? It was all to move them into the Adhar system, their digital banking system. And so they just said, ah, these uh, bills are no longer, they're, they're, just no, they're nothing, they're trash. People started going crazy. So, the International Monetary Fund, they they proposed imposing reporting requirements on cash transactions over a certain threshold. You want to spend over X amount of money, you got to report it. Requiring the, the declaration of cash when entering or leaving the country or applying an additional tax when cash is used. Does this not sound crazy to anybody? But what they're trying to do is they're trying to get everybody on a digital platform. Why? So Because it will help you in the long run? No. It's all about control. And this is exactly what, this is precursors to the Mark of the Beast system. None of this stuff was possible. There was no such thing as a digital platform till the invention of the computer, the internet, now blockchain technology. Most of you people that are involved in the cryptocurrency world, you'll understand the, stand the blockchain technology. But they're moving us off away from cash onto this digital platform. Uh, and and I, I'm, I, I need to start quit using my debit card and start using cash and resist this because it's a precursor. Various countries and economic blocks have already started implementing measures from the, this menu of the International Monetary Fund. Now, a war on cash isn't the only way Israel's leading the way to really an authoritarian future. And so when, when I go through some of this information, I want to make sure you understand. A lot of Israel is socialistic. And they will, a, a lot of them are pro-United Nations. Not all of them. Not all of Israel is 
spiritual, biblical Israel. Not all of them. Many of them are atheists. You say, well, you guys support the nation of Israel. I do support the nation of Israel. But I don't support their atheistic beliefs. And I want to see Israel and the Israeli people born again before it's all over with. That's why we support Israel. Plus, the Bible says, I'll bless them that bless you, and I'll curse them that curse you. You want to be blessed? Bless Israel. We're going to stand with Israel. It's still God's promised land for the Jews. But the Jews need to be saved just like everybody else on the planet. And so I want to save them, plus I want to save the Germans. I want to save the Chinese. I want to save everybody else. So that's our goal there, one of them. That's one of the reasons we help Jews make Aliyah back to Israel. Because the Bible says when the fullness of the the time of the Gentiles become in, all of Israel is going to be saved. Romans 11, 25, and 26. Okay, so I'm not, I'm, let me stay on this, uh, this lane here that we're, that we're going down. But um, this is not, the, a war on cash isn't the only th- way that Israel's leading to this authoritarian future. Some of Israel will follow that authoritarian route. Some of them are going to buck against it. Um, Israel has also started technical trials for a central bank digital currency. The, the Bank of Israel is their central bank, just like the United States. They're already looking into a central bank digital currency, which could help supposedly, they say, hey, eradicate cash and maximize control. This is exactly what it's all about. This is what Joe Biden and the Federal Reserve are wanting to do. They want to eradicate cash and to increase control. That's what a Federal Reserve central bank digital currency would do here in America. It would give the Federal Reserve control over everyone's bank account. So, is that a precursor to the mark of the beast? You better believe it is. Israel has also implemented digital vaccination passports that helped bar the unvaxxed, including those who were unboosted, from participating in various aspects of life. Israel's also maintained a controversial database storing the biometric data of millions of their citizens. They also joined a group of eight countries. Now, this is all online. You can go through and read all this stuff. They joined a group of eight countries working towards development of of digital identities for all of their citizens. They have aggressively implemented facial recognition uh, programs. And Shift Gold, the news source, said that Officials always justify, I'm going to hold right here because I want to make sure I get to this on the back end of the break. Because it's very, very important that we talk about these things. These prophecies are going to happen and they're not going to come one day and just immediately happen. There's precursors to them setting things up. And when we can watch for this, it lets us know we're just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ and it puts a sense of urgency in us. We need to be prepared for that day. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
when you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99. You can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. So when we're talking about precursors to the mark of the beast, I got just a little bit more here and then we'll move on to something else. The Shift Gold News Source. They reported that officials always justify their war on cash with talk about, hey, customer preference. This is what's best for the customer. And fighting terrorism and drugs. But the drive towards a cashless society is really about one thing and one thing only. It's all about control. This is exactly what the mark of the beast is going to be about. It's going to be all about control. The Bible says the Antichrist and the, and the false prophet will give, be, give everybody their own unique identification number. Without that, you're not going to be able to buy or sell. It's going to be control, economic sanctioning. Like they sanction a nation right now, they're going to try to, they're going to eventually get down to economically sanctioning an individual. You cannot do that with cash, folks. But you can economically sanction someone when they're on a digital platform. It's very easy. I'm sitting here with my computer today. And if everybody listening to me was numbered one through whatever, and I said, hey, number 222, you're not conforming to my edicts like I told you in the email the other day. Click, no more access to your bank account. Think about that. That's how these central bank digital currencies could work, folks. They're going to be programmable. They're going to be like tokens. You're going to be allowed to buy or sell. If you conform, that's, what, that's why we've talked many times about these social credit scores. Are you complying with the edicts of the intelligentsia of society? Then you're allowed to function. No problem. But if you're not complying, then hey, we're going to sanction you. We're going to keep you from traveling, from education, from health care, all these different things. The social credit scores. All these things are tying in together. This is not, I'm not sensationalizing anything. The information is there to read. And so by controlling access to your own money, banks and governments can increase their control over you. They can collect maximum taxes and fees 
If you have cash, if I give you a paycheck, you go cash your check. I've got $1,000. You can do anything you want with that. You're free. You're, you are Fido off the leash. You got off your leash and you're running free through the neighborhood. You are free. But if I can somehow keep you on that leash by taking away your access to cash, now I can sanction you. They, they, if, if you're on a digital platform, they can collect maximum taxes and fees. What are you going to do? They can track purchases. They can even manipulate their, your spending habits by imposing negative interest rates that effectively charge you for saving. And needless to say, many everyday people like cash and the relative freedom that it provides. I mean, in a worst case scenario, uh, they can at least shield their wealth by shoving cash into their mattress. You can't do that if there isn't any cash, right? Now, (laughs) this is one thing that I'm watching very, very closely, this cashless society. That's why they are, Joe Biden and the international community, the um, Federal Reserve, the central banks around the world, the Bank for International Settlements, this is why they are wanting to go to these central bank digital currencies because they can't control cash and it's galling them. So, something we want, we're watching here and that's why they want to control cryptocurrencies because there were many businesses that started to say, hey, I'll allow you to buy my products and services through cryptocurrencies. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Elon Musk was allowing people to buy Teslas with, with uh, cryptocurrencies, bitcoins and things. And so the government was going out of their mind because they thought, well, we can't control that. And it's galling us. It's not a centralized form of method of currency. And so Joe Biden comes out and says, hey, uh, we've got to regulate that. There have been so many people that have been taken advantage of on these cryptocurrencies. The federal government's got to regulate that. And I tell you what, because you, the American population, want a digital currency, we're going to have the Federal Reserve put out their own central bank digital currency, which is a government-backed currency. And doesn't that make you feel better? Not if you understand. This is why over the last few weeks, I've been really touching on Bank for International Settlements, central banks, Federal Reserve. What is the central, the Federal Reserve? What is it really? It's a cabal of private bankers. It has nothing to do with the government. Joe Biden knows that. And so, man, it's all about control, you guys and ladies. And so it's very, very important that we keep an eye on it uh, because it, it, you know, it, I, I'm not saying go invest in cryptocurrencies and all this Bitcoin and everything, but if it's an alternative method of payment to these central bank digital currencies and all that plays out, then that may be a way that we could um, function during the Great Tribulation. I didn't say that would be a way, but I'm saying I'm watching this very, very closely And we'll keep up to date. If you guys have any more information that I don't know, send it to me. drobbins at endtime.com because this is something we're watching. I'm going to have to feed my family as well, just like you are, through these times just ahead. Now, I'm trusting in God. Absolutely. 
But I think also that God helps those that help themselves. God helps people that get out of bed and go to work, right? If you're going to lay in bed and say, Lord, send me a Big Mac for lunch today, he's going to go, nah, get up, go make 10 bucks and buy your own Big Mac. You think God doesn't do that? The Bible says anybody who doesn't work shouldn't be able to eat. Okay, we'll move on from that one. <laughs> um, let's go to uh, the propaganda that is designed to scare you into compliance, a world government, and wealth redistribution. So think about this. Joe Biden, the United Nations, they're all preaching, preaching, preaching. I mean, it, all of the supposedly intelligentsia of our society, the international community, they are trying to cram human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change, down our throats. We've got to do away with the coal-fired power plants and the gas industry and diesel and oil. And we've got to go to electric cars and these big wind turbines that just happened to freeze up in South Texas last year and left uh, South Texas without heat. But we won't mention that. But let's just move off of oil and gas and these coal-fired power plants and these carbon-emitting things because we want to go to fully electric with solar panels and all this other. Even though oil basically really is what drives America, face it. But we've got to move off of that. Why would we do that? It's all a goal. The goal behind it all is to scare you into conforming to the edicts. Now, the United Nations on fossil fuels, they say, the United Nations says this, and I'm quoting from their website, fossil fuels, coal, oil, and gas are by far the largest contributor to global, the global climate change. According to over 75% of global greenhouse gases, or I'm sorry, accounting for over 75% of global greenhouse gases emissions and nearly 90% of all, now think about this, carbon dioxide emissions. This is off the United Nations website. I did not say carbon monoxide emissions. The United Nations website says carbon dioxide, CO2. Okay? What I am exhaling, not carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide. And they also say, as greenhouse gas emissions blanket the earth, they trap the sun's heat, the the CO2 carbon emissions. This leads to global warming and climate change. The world is now warming faster than at any point in recorded history. Folks, that is an absolute abject lie. That is a lie on the United Nations website. They're doing it to scare you. And because, hey, humans are letting off so much carbon emission and their their coal-fired power plants and their SUVs that it's causing the earth to warm faster than at any point in history and the world's going to explode, right? They actually say, and I'm still quoting, warmer temperatures over time are changing weather patterns and disrupting the usual balance of nature and this poses many risks to human beings and other forms of life on the earth. That the earth is 
Well, I'll just let me get to this next part really quick, and then we'll talk about it. December 23rd, 2021. White House. This is from the White House. It's a White House press release. President Biden signs the executive order, and I'm, I'm quoting, this is the title. President Biden signs executive order catalyzing America's clean energy economy through federal sustainability. That's a mouthful, right? Okay, I'm quoting here. Mr. Biden wants the federal government to purchase electricity produced only from sources that do not emit carbon dioxide, the most plentiful of human-caused greenhouse gases that are warming the planet. Carbon dioxide, folks. Okay, now, with that said from the United Nations and from Joe Biden, the American thinker put out an article over the weekend. I read it and I thought, I've got to go over this on the radio. The title of the article, the, point, the one point that can get people off the global warming obsession train. You will never hear this article brought up at the United Nations or at Joe Biden's next uh, publicity event. The article states this. I'll just take a few excerpts. The author said, Politely ask a few of your friends how much of the air they're breathing is CO2. The author said, I've done that. And the typical answer where I can get one is 20% or more. Most people have no idea and would rather not even guess. Climate alarmists, i.e. Joe Biden, Antonio Guterres of the United Nations and all the other uh, CNNs, MSNBCs, all of them, climate alarmists rarely talk about the actual quantitative composition of our atmosphere. The impression they give is that a substantial part of the air that surrounds us comprises carbon dioxide. Remember, uh, Joe Biden in the United Nations is saying, hey, carbon dioxide is one of the leading gases leading to global warming and climate change. Joe Biden has recently said that uh, climate change is the existential threat to the people of the world. Existential, life-threatening threat to the people of the world. Life-ending threat, I should say. So, and also that the proportion of carbon dioxide is increasing rapidly and that the increase uh, is primarily the result of human activity, mostly from burning fossil fuels, and that if CO2 continues to increase, it's game over for humanity. And recently the rhetoric has escalated from climate crisis to climate emergency. That's what they're saying now. Of course, it's evolved from all kinds of things over time. Well, when we get back, we're going to see if that's the case. Is CO2 really going to burn up the planet? I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Okay, now before we go into this next part, I want to repeat something because this is very, very important because every news, every liberal news source that you're hearing, when you hear Joe Biden speak about these different things, Antonio Guterres, listen, Joe Biden again. Mr. Biden wants the federal government to purchase electricity produced only from sources that do not emit carbon dioxide, the most plentiful of the human-caused greenhouse gases that are warming our planet. Okay? Now, back to the um, American Thinker article. It says... The actual magnitude tells a very different story. Carbon dioxide constitutes four one-hundredths of one percent of the air we breathe, or 400 parts per million. 400, remember that number, 400 parts per million. That is an extremely tiny fraction of the atmosphere. Okay. What constitutes the rest of the air around us 78% of the air we breathe is nitrogen, 21% is oxygen, 0.9% is argon, and 0.1% is other gases. The other gases include methane, 0.00017%, nitrous oxide, 0.00003%, and water vapor, which varies from 0 to 4%. Now... How can such a small magnitude of CO2 be dooming humanity? Again, Joe Biden says carbon dioxide, the most plentiful of the human-caused greenhouse gases that are warming our planet. 400 parts per million, everybody. Furthermore, how can climate change alarmists be absolutely positively certain That if CO2 continues to increase, it will be lights out for life on earth. Think about this. I'm going to go through this. I want to make sure you get it. During the Cambrian period, 500 million years ago, CO2 constituted over 5,000 parts per million of the earth's atmosphere. Now remember today, it's about 400 parts per million. Back then, 5,000 parts per million of the Earth's atmosphere. Then, 150 million years ago, during the Cretaceous period, CO2 was 1,700 parts per million. Now, Joe Biden said CO2 is the most plentiful of the human-caused greenhouse gases that are warming the planet, right? But it was, it's 400 parts per million today, it was 1,700 parts per million back then. Why didn't the earth burn up? Why didn't the earth just blow up and and, and just explode, right? And that was more than four times what it is right now. 
But guess what? Life on earth thrived during those periods. How can 400 parts per million be a threat to our very existence? Okay? But when they get on there and say, there's there's heating up and and humans are causing global warming and, and everybody please be scared because if we don't do something, there are people that have set dates for years now. Um, Prince Charles has said, has said many times, we've got 18 months to, before the earth is just going to explode. We've got, uh, before it's the point of no return. Al Gore, all these guys over the years have set these dates. We've only got 10 years before, you know, the, the earth's just going to blow up and, and float away in a mist. None of that has ever come true. None of it. It's all propaganda. Think of this. Let me hit it from this angle. <clears throat> Before humans started burning fossil fuels about 200 years ago, CO2 made up 250 parts per million of our atmosphere. It has been growing at about one part per million per year for the past 150 years. In other words, a very small magnitude is growing at a very slow rate. Is there any reason that rate will accelerate when it hasn't in the last century and a half? If the tiny magnitude were more generally known, people would want explanations. And it defies common sense that such a a small magnitude could be responsible for certain these catastrophic changes And the least we ought to be is skeptical. I mean, come on. Years ago, what was it, 40, 50, 60 years ago, they were talking about an ice age coming through here. And everybody just scared to death out of their mind. And yet, when that didn't play out, then they moved straight to global warming. Do your research. And now they've been preaching global warming this whole time because they've got to keep you scared out of your mind. Because people that are scared, they'll do, in the name of security, they'll, they'll yield up their freedoms and say, hey, big government, you tell us what to do because you guys are our savior. That's why Antonio Guterres is preaching it. That's why Joe Biden's preaching it. That's why President Obama preached it. And on and on down the road. It's all about bigger government, world government, because all this comes from the United Nations. It's propaganda, propaganda. They, they come out a few years ago that, and said, hey, 97% of the scientists agree that human-induced global warming is leading to climate change and we've only got a certain amount of time to stop it or the earth's going to burn up. Folks, that was a complete lie. It was propaganda. What's it all about? World government. Why are we talking about it today? Because the Bible says there's going to be a world government established and in power at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. This is what we are watching being established as we speak. And the human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change, is one of the major planks that they're running on to push this thing down our throats. It's all Bible prophecy coming to pass right before our very eyes. These um, people that preach... These, all these catastrophes. They've not been asked 
to explain these things because they have successfully suppressed widespread awareness. Radio programs and television programs like Into the Age. We've been so censored you can't imagine, folks. That's why we did the End of the Age or the... Um, the, uh, blah, 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 what's it called? The um, End of the Age Plus platform. Tori could get everything out. And believe me, there's going to be a lot of really cool content coming out before then. You guys just wait for the, on the End of the Age Plus platform. Because we've been so censored. YouTube and Facebook and radio, uh, not, not all the radio, many, most of our radio stations are great, believe me. Most of them. We've had some in the past that have censored us because they don't want you guys knowing about this stuff. Again, most of them have been great, honestly. But they're doing it to us. They're doing it to Ben Shapiro, Joe Rogan. They're doing it to um, many of the, uh, uh, of the conservatives, Dennis Prager, many of them, Charlie Kirk. Uh, they're just suppressing and they're, they're just, they got to silence our voices because they don't want you to know that they're telling lie after lie after lie. And yes, I'm exposing it because Jesus said in the end time, take heed that no man deceives you. Deception is the method of Satan. It always has been. And his minions will use deception. Propaganda. Hitler, one of his main things at World War II was he had a propaganda machine. And the United Nations is basically one big propaganda machine. They've got to keep you scared to death here in America because they're trying to control us. You see what's going on here? They're establishing a world governing body. Now, they keep everybody so widespread, uh, this, the, everybody's success, uh, successfully suppressed is so widespread that awareness of the magnitude of CO2 in the atmosphere, they don't want people to know about all that, I'm telling you. If more people were aware of the actual percentage there would be far less global warming panic. But more people would stop listening to the doomsayers, wouldn't they? And so that's what we want you to do, is I want you to know the truth. Yes, I'm trying to get everybody to heaven. That's my goal here. But also we need to talk about some of these things because I want us to live a pretty good life while we're down here on the earth. What's wrong with that? And when these lies and propaganda and all these different things come out, it's, it is so horrible that I'm like, i got to go on the air with this. Now, one more thing before we close the program. Alternet. They came out with an article. Now, just some of this stuff blows my mind. Again, I've called out so many articles here today, but this article, the title is, Scientists Establish a Link Between Religious Fundamentalism and Brain Damage. A study published in the Journal of Neuropsychologia has shown that religious fundamentalism is, in part, the result of a functional impairment in the brain region known as the prefrontal cortex. That find, the, the findings suggest that damage to particular areas of the prefrontal cortex indirectly promotes religious fundamentalism by diminishing cognitive flexibility and openness, a, a, a psychology term that describes a personality trait which involves dimensions like curiosity, creativity, and open-mindedness. So if you're religious 
and you have a, you're not open-minded to anything, then you, they're saying that you have brain damage. It also says, and I'm quoting from the article here, religious beliefs can be thought of as socially transmitted mental representations that consist of supernatural events and entities assumed to be real. Okay, hold right here. Supernatural events, like Jesus Christ raising from the dead, they're saying that you have something wrong with your brain if you believe that. Supernatural events as, hey, we prayed for somebody last week. This actually happened. We prayed for a lady last week here at End Time in our prayer meetings, and she was healed. But they're saying now that if you can believe in something supernatural like that, that you have brain damage. This is what's going... This is the stuff that's being preached in our news sources, folks. But I can tell you right now, that's simply not the case. They just don't want to own up to the fact that the Bible's true. They go on to say, religious fundamentalism refers to an ideology that emphasizes traditional religious text. That's what I agree in. And rituals and discourages progressive thinking about religion and social issues. Fundamentalist groups generally oppose anything that questions or challenges their beliefs or way of life. So, if somebody, the the Bible says if anybody comes teaching to you any other gospel, even even an angel, then what we have taught you, let them be accursed. So, I'm a man of God. I've got my minister's license. And if anybody comes to me teaching me another gospel than is taught in the Bible, I've got to say, that's not the case. But yet, this article says that they've now found new research says that anybody who believes like I do and is settled that the Word of God is the true Word of God and that it's, it's forever settled in heaven, that anybody believes like that is, has brain damage. Folks, listen. Don't believe all of the articles that you read. Believe me. Make sure you're believing the truth because there's so much propaganda and lies running around the world And in our news, I want you to know the truth. God bless. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.